What's up, everybody? Hello again. Welcome to Doghouse Rules Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Williams, and it's so great to be back with you all. This is my co-host, Quinn Anderson, as always, right by my side. Quinn Anderson, how are you? I missed you last time. I heard you did a pod without me. Uh, yeah, you heard, but uh, clearly you didn't listen in because you were a little too infatuated with your lady, but I digress. We're uh, we're back, ready after week three, where in probably in most people's cases, their benches scored more than they did, unless you're Connor, in which you have to start your bench, and it worked out for you out of dumb luck and uh, no skill at all. But wow. um, as for me personally... I'm um, happy to be here, happy to have you back, and uh, happy that you're done messing around with that lady of yours. Yeah, right, the lady. The, the lady in question. Um, you know, I, I was on a, on a trip this weekend without giving away too many details, and it was, um, it was a chaotic experience full of uh, people, and, um, you know, it, there wasn't a whole lot of room for me time. I'll just put it that way. So it was a lot of... A lot of uh, worrying about other people and uh experiencing other people so just without giving too many details away that's that's how i spent my weekend is this a dk metcalf situation <laughs> you know i'm not, i can neither confirm nor deny that uh however uh i would love to be compared to dk metcalf in pretty much every way uh so you just well, you can interpret that as you will okay i would right. like to also address the fact that you've already taken a shot across Connor's bow for apparently no reason. And I want to say, Connor, I think that um, your team was under um, a lot of pressure to perform, and I think they rose to the occasion. And I think that the disrespect, this will, you know, I'll take this into consideration when I when I write my power rankings article this evening. So, I Connor, don't let this get you down. I don't know what Quinn's beef is with you, but uh, I see you for who you are, and that's a worthy competitor in this league. And uh, to quote the man himself, uh, put respect on my all-caps name because yeah. um, he uh, clearly deserves respect. <laughs> the disdain in your voice right now. I, I hope Connor tunes in, and I hope this lights the fire under you because um, this, is, this is wild. Also, I heard uh, in my absence... Um, there was a pod that happened. Some special guests came on. Very exciting. And I also heard that we're going to push for more marketing uh, of this effort. I think that's a great uh, idea, and I'm looking forward to uh, participating in that. I know I'm not the most impactful social media presence, but I I'm willing to do my part wherever you need me, Quinn. Yeah, we're, uh, we're guerrilla marketing. Um, we're, we're getting in there on the, uh, on the Instagram accounts, and we're trying to you know, bring more people in. And uh, sooner rather than later, we're going to have an email address where you can send in your mailbag questions for us and uh we have quite a bit of mailbag tonight but that will be saved for the end jamie what do we have coming up yeah so let's start off with something really fun uh i was scrolling through the discord and um i think everybody in our leagues pretty much explored this wonderful um i wouldn't would, i'd call it a graphic an info infographic or yep that's been uh mind you posted to our instagram so you can go check that out at doghouse fantasy yeah and it's this i'm not even sure how to describe it essentially it's an image of an iceberg for those who haven't uh read this uh article yet and it it it, it basically delves into some of the darker um more well-kept secrets the the dirty uh the seedy underbelly of our league if you will and i think it really does so in such an eloquent manner 
And um, I'm not sure who the author is. I think the author remains anonymous, but um, it's a truly compelling document. And I just want to go ahead and uh, do a segment that hopefully will be a recurring segment on this pod. And we're going to call it something like chip off the iceberg. So we're going to basically go around the horn here, you and I, Quinn, and we're going to discuss certain uh, phrases that caught our attention, certain um, we're going to dive deep down deep into the the murky depths of our league's history and really explore um various phrases and, and concepts that maybe some people in this league don't want us discussing it's true um i don't know who that who those people are but uh, it does seem to be pointed particularly towards me and uh we, we already have made a correlation that uh you know you have a lot of uh insurrection going on over here uh mr hand of the king do you want to you want to explain that strange uh reference you decided to throw at me we just because we haven't had a chance to unpack this on air yeah sure sure i can't remember if um i think i i spoke to you off off air um about this and i i liken myself you and i are both huge house of the dragon fans although i have i have new thoughts on that uh having seen the latest episode where they're all old and boring right um very disappointing but uh you know formerly i was a fan of the show and you know a character that really you you seem to you know force upon me was this Otto Hightower character who's essentially this kind of shady unkempt he has a scraggly beard he has unkempt hair he's kind of old he's stern so and you you kind of offhandedly made a remark about how that reminded you of me in some ways and and you joked something <laughs> along the lines of oh I'm, it's like you're you're my auto you're my hand and I'm the commissioner which only further uh ties into the narrative of um you, the fact that you are, you are a power crazed commissioner who who insists on um kind of having his way uh with sure. the league and with me right and I don't really appreciate being put in a box but I do accept my role uh, to serve the uh the commissioner faithfully um as um is the role of the hand but uh, I I wish I had a more compelling uh comp than Otto Hightower who I despise in the show <laughs> I I hear you. I, uh, yeah. I, I do have to, I do have to say, you know, th this whole, this whole mania, this, this whole deeper meaning you've looked into this is probably just a, a bit of a leap. And, uh, maybe you should, uh, you should focus on what's being uncovered here, right? This beautiful, beautiful iceberg. And I think the first thing that I want to talk about is, uh, my Metcalf foursome prophecy. First explain to the people what you mean when you, uh, when you say that. So there's there's an episode uh, back in the archives of the podcast where basically, you know, I unpacked the situation where DK Metcalf was uh, basically trying to have a force with an Instagram model, right? And I, you know, took that and I said, you know, I don't think that uh, this is something that good Russell Wilson, Christian Russell Wilson is going to like on his team. And I think that Russ went to Seahawks brass and said, you got to trade me or DK, and I think they chose Russ. And this is what I prophesized, and lo and behold, uh, Russ is a Denver Bronco now. Yeah, I mean, I think your comments actually hit home with the management and the leadership uh, in the Seahawks building, and I think they heard you, and I think that might have been the final straw that broke the camel's back. So I think you single-handedly are the reason that Russell Wilson got shipped out of town. Let's be real here. Okay, DK Metcalf, you're allowed to do what you want in your free time, right? There's no real evidence that he actually ever wanted to pursue this alleged foursome, right? Uh, and you know what? If he did, like, there's been crazier stuff that's happened in the league. There's there, There's been worse, uh, more reckless decisions that have been made by players in this league. So it wouldn't surprise me. Um, 
it is impressive though that you basically predicted the demise of the Seahawks. I'll give you that. But your reasoning is a little bit um strained at best, I'd say. Strained? There, there. This is facts. The Instagram model literally sent out the DMs. Come on, dog. Well, there's a reason it's um right there in the uh, in the middle of the iceberg. It's pretty low down there. It's it's which means the lower down a comment is in this graphic, for those who haven't seen it, means it's my interpretation of that is it's more um kept under wraps. It's more of a secret. It's less certain whether it's actually true. So I'd say it's it's correctly ranked as firmly in the uh it's it's unclear whether it actually happened or not. You know, a lot of players like to brag about this kind of thing. I'm just not completely buying it. DK though is a beautiful man and um I I wish the best for him in all of his relationships and I think you know, um being interested in uh is this because you're also um of the of the persuasion of um having foursomes, Jamie, as you so alluded to earlier in the podcast? You know what? I think that for me, that probably wouldn't work. But I think that for anybody that can uh that has more love to give than one person can handle, I think that's uh that's wonderful <laughs> for them. So um I am fully on board with with DK in all his endeavors. And if that includes this alleged foursome, you know what? I, I think he's great. I think good for him. So all right. What do you what do you want to tackle here on this iceberg, Mr. Uh realistic? Yeah. So um there's a there's so much to pick from here. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and um talk about Jamie's scared of Troy. Um, now this one is somehow a uh this is a layer deeper actually down into the depths. Yeah. What what does that say about uh about this theory? I I think my interpretation again. There's so much room for interpretation, which is what part of what I love about this iceberg. Um, I think what it means is it's something that I people think I'm afraid to admit, right? Like it's it's kind of something that I might have said offhandedly in a previous pod, and I, I maybe try to back walk that back. Um, but I have no problem with admitting, you know what? Troy has had such a sustained history of success in our league, and I choked so badly in the finals appearance against him. I think that Troy, even if 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 he's drug addled or or whatever, <laughs> right, right. as he is, I do fear him a little bit. I, I respect him. It's more of a respect than fear. I think fear is unproductive. I think respect is wise. So, so, so what you're referring to in that statement, right, is uh, is the mm-hmm. is what's down a layer, a couple layers below, right, really close to the bottom. And you've really rushed here. Is a uh, Troy's drug problem? Do you want to do you want to unpack that a little bit, Jamie? Well, I'll be unpacking it a little bit in the power rankings. You can see those. Uh, those should come out in a couple days or so at the latest. And yeah, you know, we had concerns about our friend Troy um, because in his last appearance on the pod, his his speech was a little slurred and um, he seemed l- slow um, cognitively. Um, are, you, and, are you calling him dumb? No, I, I, I've chose my words very carefully. Um, and again, I respect I respect the heck out of you, Troy. And we're worried about you because you have really taken some um, some some strays this uh, this season. People, du- you dubbed yourself the villain, and it d- just doesn't feel like the the villain has an evil plan. It just seems like they're kind of stranded in 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 nothing, suspended in, in darkness. Um, and if <laughs> drugs are getting in the way of that, Troy, just know that we're all here to support you seriously. And anyone who's struggling out there, this is a serious issue, and it's a, it's a plague on our nation. And um. Don't feel afraid. Don't, please come to us and um, speak out if you're struggling with something so that you can get the support you need. So honestly, that's that's my stance on that. Um, and Troy, I'd welcome you to come back on the pod. And uh, I'd love to maybe chat with you about this and, and 
let's check in on you because we missed you, buddy, at the top of the power rankings. All right. Um, now that you're done preaching, I uh, I think I'm going to take my opportunity to um, – I'm just going to go back a level. I, I think we need to go back um, out of the murky water, just have a quick conversation and uh, admission of guilt, right? I already had my victory lap, um, even though you tried to poop on it, right? With my Metcalf horse and prophecy, I called it. Um, my theory is foolproof, and we all know what I've done. But um, I need I need to talk about Traylon Burks's hands in in our draft podcast uh, when we had Evan on. Um, we were talking to him about uh, the draft, and uh, we we had a discussion about how Traylon has big meaty hands, and uh, he does. I I have we have a picture comparison um, between the guy I'm talking about, Traylon Burks, and Sky Moore, who Evan claimed to have the biggest hands in the uh, in the draft, but. Um, I, I boldly claimed that Traylon Burks' hands were bigger, but by about a quarter of an inch, Sky Moore does have bigger hands, and I just need to eat crow on that live on podcast. You know what? I respect that. I think that's really brave of you, and um, I think you've really shown the small folk of our league that it's okay to be wrong, and as long as you're wrong boldly, at least you took a swing. So I think that's awesome. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's not even about me, though. It's about putting respect on Evan's name. I mean, I, I agree. I think that Evan is one of the... Um, savviest head coaches in our league um to date and you know what i had no idea that you had this feud and you know what i i, I respect that you're burying the hatchet here and um you're gonna move to move on from this um mistake that you well, may have made you know it's just i just want everybody to know that evan evan's the evan's the bigger hand man i have to say i'm a little distracted because i'm looking at the the phrase right above it in the same depth level uh on the on the old iceberg graphic and it says the failed constitution and that got my gears turning a little bit because I'm like, oh, yeah, there was big talk from our uh, Lord and Savior, the commissioner of this league um, earlier in the uh, summer when he was, you know, off doing who knows what, that there was going to be a constitution. This was the year that, of change. This was the year of structure. This was the year that we were all going to vote and 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 be a part of the, the constitution. And there would be a clear constitution with rules and there would be no room for mistakes. And then here we are week week four. And um. Several trades have been suspect, um, and the veto system has been inconsistent, to put it kindly. And it seems like there's never-ending polls. And, you know, I can't help but wonder, um, what happened to our Constitution? Wasn't the point of the Constitution that it would prevent this from happening? Why are we still resolving these issues uh, by the seat of our pants here, Quinn? Hey, Jamie, um, I have a question for you. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Um, how many men wrote the Constitution? That's a great question. I have no idea, honestly. Well, I'll bet your fucking ass it's not one. Okay, <laughs> so, all right. My, my point being, I did write the Constitution, by the way. One man wrote this league's Constitution, and I have it in a document. And it's a work in progress. As people vote on things that go into the Constitution, maybe we'll have to actually vote for that. I can't publish the Constitution in its incomplete state. It might seem failed, and if and if the failure is that it wasn't ready by the beginning of the year because no one was paying attention until the year started, so be it. I have an idea to help this constitution really get off the ground, and I just thought of this. Okay. I think you send me the constitution as your hand, um, and I will power rank all the amendments in the constitution, and then that'll be <laughs> that'll be your chance to then um, go ahead and figure out what you're going to delete what you're going to move lower down what you're going to put in really fine print in the margins right sure you know what you're going to put in some crazy font like wingdings so that right. it's technically there but people can't really read it mm. so 
I think this will be a really great way to kind of get my little get my input in and um really tell you what what I think the league because I you know speak- I, I think I think we would be just better off with you writing it clearly I mean there's that too I mean hey you know the hand is here to serve so whatever you think you need um commissioner Winkler. well why don't you uh, why don't you serve me with my ears with your ears Jamie um because uh I I have one for you that I I think is time that we uh we unpack um how, how's your and Foster's relationship? Because it's been a while since we talked about the reach around you gave him live on podcasts, but uh, I, I can't say that the reach around buff has uh, maintained its way with all the shit you talk about him in the power rankings. Okay, I don't think I talk bad about Foster in the power rankings. I'd have to go back and check, but oh, I, oh you don't even remember. No, honestly, the the power rankings. What people don't understand is this is a this is a middle of the night mania state that i'm in when i'm writing these power rankings so people come after me but i don't even remember what i write and then i'm I'm thinking about the next week's power ranking so if i offended foster i'd like to hear it from him because me and him have a special understanding and um i think that uh i don't need hearsay because i know what me and foster have and it's um it's it's special it's special and um i think foster all all jokes aside is a very very smart capable head coach a good person a leader in the uh, in the dorm where you and I, Quinn, re- once resided, and um, I think he has a certain aura about him. And uh, I don't remember exactly what this the details of this alleged uh, incident were, but Foster and I, I like to think we're still friends, and no amount of distance between us will ever uh, change that. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yeah. Can you confirm that Foster has a lot of love to give? I don't. I cannot confirm that. I mean. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Foster is a loving person, but uh, the implication there, as as we previously discussed, is that Foster would be interested in a DK Metcalf type uh, excursion. And I'm not sure if Foster would have to be come on the pod and address that himself, but I cannot attest to that, unfortunately. Maybe me and Foster will talk about it sometime over dinner. I, who knows? Who knows? Sure. Yeah, there's plenty of time. Um, I've got a couple things. I hope I, I address that in a satisfactory manner. Um, I do miss him. Uh, let's. Uh, Is let's he satisfied about... though? I don't know. These are all questions for Fox. <laughs> These. Are... Um, I'd like to talk about. There's so much. Like I said. Um, so I'm just. My head is spinning. So the Neolithic era. This right. is right up at the top, right? I I honestly I feel like this reference predates me because Ian apparently was good at this game fantasy football before i came into the league and i've only heard legend of this of this neolithic era so it's something that endlessly fascinates me i don't understand because i've seen ian's brain in action and i've seen the moves he likes to make and the kind of impulsive nature of that of that man and so i have i have i seriously don't know where this league was what league on this gray green earth um would ian win so um, what you're referring to is uh, the, the, the Neolithic era, typically speaking, encapsulates the, uh, the years before Troy began his, uh, his tirade over the league, right? On his way for his three-peat, right? Correct. Um, that, that league, that era, right, is, um, is a high school era. It's a, um, it's a foolish era, but uh, it encapsulates roughly 2015 to 2018, right? where we have um, Troy actually taking home the first championship roster, but clearly absent-minded in whatever high school 
fantasies and situations were going on outside of fantasy football, right? Then we have mm. Andrew, a um a relic of our past who uh typically performed very well, but uh disappeared at some point along the line in the Neolithic era because all legends do all dinosaurs really don't make it out of that era. But uh they say he was kind of the T-Rex of that uh that part of our history. 2017 um is actually lost to uh to all time. And uh, it's actually referenced to in the iceberg. We we don't know what happened in 2017. We don't know where 2017 went. There there was a fantasy season played, but we uh, we don't remember. Wow. And then we come into 2018, the final era of the Neolithic era, the final year really, where we have uh, Ian's championship roster, which was comprised of. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Okay, nice. Lamar Miller. Ooh. Saquon Barkley. That's rookie Saquon Barkley, mind you. Okay, pretty good. Mike Evans. Okay. Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz. Um, let me take a bit of a dive here with Julian Edelman, and you don't even want to know who's on his bench. Um, I do. <laughs> Randall Cobb. Oh, so Blake, pretty gross. Blake Bortles. I think I get the picture here. John Brown. Yikes. Uh, Trey Burton and Sam Darnold. Wow. Wow. And uh, yeah, you you can't make up a squad like that. And uh, for the record, he also has two kickers on the roster. So that should tell you what we're rolling with here as championship standards. Well, you know what? Let me just say, first of all, very sus that you you have no idea. No one seems to everyone seems brainwashed about 2017. No one knows what happened that year. Very suspicious. I don't know whether you got abducted by aliens or what, but very interesting. And also, I I you're welcome, everybody, for um entering the league and immediately um, basically creating a culture of uh, a higher standard. And uh, no longer can two kicker rosters win the championship. I, I vow that. And I promise that to everybody listening right now. That will not happen again. You're right. We, we've taken a bit of a jump. Yeah. Um, is there anything else from the iceberg that you have your eyes on? Because I have a bunch more. Um, you know, to be honest, uh, I do have to address the missing toilet bowl splash pod just because we dove down into the uh, the murkiest depths of the iceberg. And once you get there, you can't really come back up without uh, just having a quick discussion about that. Um, I don't know what I don't know what they're referring to here. Um, I, I can I can assure you that I have never once used a restroom on this pod. Um, and I never will. You know Jamie, what this reminds Jamie, me of? Can you hmm. say, can you say the same? Correct. Yep. Never use the restroom. I am focused on providing the best possible auditory experience for the listener. So I would never try to compromise that because as my mic is quality whoever, and picks up everything. Well, I was just going to say, you know, as for whoever everything. did commit this atrocity, just an atrocity, right? This disrespect mm-hmm. to the podcast, there's a reason it's never been shown. And uh, we will not, we will not disclose who performed that act. Or if it even was performed at all. There's no proof. And uh, good luck finding it. I promise it wasn't on this podcast. Definitely not. We hold ourselves to a higher standard than that. And that guest, if they did do that, has been um, dealt with. Let's put it that way. Um, You know, now that we're at the very deepest, darkest depths where all the creepy, um, sightless fish lurk, let's talk about, um, is Charlie Hunter Renfro? And this is interesting (laughs) because... I have not seen Charlie or Hunter Renfro in the same room at the same at the same time. So there is a chance that he is out there on Sundays. He has a secret double life and he is Hunter Renfro. And if you see the picture, I mean the the hairline 
the uh the the coloring the um coloring like his hair his hair is black right, right. their hairs are black sure um i i think that his general demeanor he's kind of a scrappy guy he's kind of a tough guy kind of a, a little undersized maybe i think this there's definitely legs to this theory and i like to believe it because i think it him it would be a dream for charlie myers um, to be playing for his precious beloved Raiders, who need a playmaker right now. At you know, there's something, there's some credence to this, Jamie. Um, for for example, right? Do you ever um remember a time where Hunter Renfro wasn't the first man in the Raiders building and the last guy out? Do you remember? Do do you no. remember a time where that wasn't the case? No, he's a lunch pail guy. Well, do you ever remember a time when Charlie Myers didn't get up and go to Shiley Hall first thing in the morning and be the last one out of that damn building? No, me neither. Yep. And that kind of heart is is so rare that I have to believe it's only ever been seen once on this earth. So I, yes. I don't think this is much of a question. It's more of a statement. I love it. And even in the darkest depths of this iceberg, you know, there's a light. And it's Charlie Myers, who also goes out there and plays on Sundays for the Raiders. While padding his own stats in uh, our yeah. fantasy league. And you know what? This also begs the question, Is he? does he deserve to be suspended from our league for a year? a la Calvin Ridley, because he's betting on games that he's actually participating in himself. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, I, I would say no, um, because he doesn't have any betting stake in his own performance. Um, however, we'll have to keep in, we'll have to keep in mind if um, he, and actually we can confirm no, because he has already played the clan who currently own um, Hunter Renfro slash Charlie, and he lost that matchup despite his, uh, his best attempts. Hmm tough or actually actually was he hurt that week renfro uh I charlie think he was concussed oh charlie i think charlie was also concussed that's whoa all right okay I... wait wait a minute we're putting the puzzle pieces together already i, I think Live we're starting to see some things happening he he, tr he successfully avoided it wow wow dangerous waters charlie myers dangerous waters yeah we got my we got our eyes on you hunter I've got a couple more I want to hit because there's – I'm just loving this. Joe's takeover. Now, this is up at the top. This is up at the the, the top of the uh, the iceberg. And I do want to – I guess I originated this concept. I have concerns when I see suddenly a second potential um, coach arrives randomly without any kind of hello. Uh, in the into, He slides into our NFL.com fantasy league, and I don't know who the heck Joe is. And – I don't know what the dynamic is between Christian and Joe. I know you've mentioned you tried to reassure me that it's not a hostile situation where Christian's being um kind of shoved out of his own building unceremoniously. But I have concerns when I see co uh, co coaching like this, if you will, um, really makes me nervous. And I don't know who's in control of that team, but it is a sinking ship that has last time I checked two quarterbacks, two kickers. Um, it's just a mess. Two defenses. So I don't know who's running it, and I have concerns that um, they're tanking, to be frank, and that somebody's going to be uh, taken out with the trash, and it might be Christian. Look, I wouldn't normally agree with you on this. Um, however, I do kind of think that Joe's influence has only been negative to this squad. You know, with doing things like rostering so many people who shouldn't necessarily be rostered, letting guys go into the waiver wire who have got plenty of talent um, for these, you know, arguably troll moves. and. Um, I think Joe's takeover has only proven poor for Christian's uh, hopes and spirits, and uh, I, I'm I'm concerned, frankly, as well. Well, is Christian in like a car trunk somewhere, going ninety down like I five? 
You know, like, That's wait, where point. is he? That's where true. is he? He might be in Mexico by now for all we know. I want to hear a sign of life from Christian because this is the man that might have to eat pancakes uh, on Joe's behalf. This might be a situation where Joe has usurped him as head coach, is kind of pulling the strings from the shadows, and is leaving poor Christian um, to take the fall. So well, I, well, I it's need not a like, sign of life. Not gonna, hey, Christian's not innocent, okay, though. He, he, we've had conversation about what the Ents mean to this league, and uh, you, you and I both know that he, he's not flying uh, completely under the radar here. He's on the commissioner's radar, and by association, he's on the hand to the commissioner's radar. Let's put it that way. So watch yourself, Christian. But you know what? More than anything, we want you safe and sound and in control of your own team. Okay? So you just say the word, and um, we'll investigate this whole Joe takeover. And stay situation. off the weed. Yeah, please, everyone. Troy, are you listening? Okay? Seems like we it's an epidemic here. It does seem like it's uh, infected this group, for sure. Yeah. I have a couple more, but unless you have something else. Uh, I want you to just uh, unload all your Thank love, you. so to speak. Great. Um, I'd like to talk about um, the league winning, let me find it, league winning IR waiver disruption. Now, I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> it's a very complicated, convoluted concept here. Oh. You've had your um, qualms with NFL.com. Um, you recently talked to me, pulled me aside, and said you don't like the fact that you can um, – pick up players while games are still going on and actually make lineup changes. So I, I know you've had your run-ins with the system in the past. I remember the, the trade that disappeared. That's a separate issue. The missing trade from a year ago, Jonathan Taylor in exchange for uh, Stefan Diggs and Swift. So I, I know I don't like to I stir the pot here, but I, that's what this reminds me of is there was an IR waiver disruption where people, I think last season wanted Elijah Mitchell. No. Is that no, what it is? You're, you're off beat here. Oh, um, Help me. Unfortunately, this is an issue that's much closer to home. Um, my home? My home. Oh, um, no. Heading into his second championship, Troy, uh, his team was in shambles in comparison to his dominant first run. However, um, leading into the championship, right, leading up to the playoffs, I was feeling confident. I was feeling excited about my opportunity to, to crush uh, and really go for my first championship, right? And I'm looking down at the waiver wire, and I see David Montgomery is sitting there. And this week, we found out he had the job to his, himself. He's healthy, and he was a priority waiver ad. And I was looking, and I was seeing that I was still ahead of the likes of Troy, who at that time was up in the top three, right, in waiver priority. And I put in a claim for David Montgomery, and I soundly went to sleep. And when I woke up, to my horror... David Montgomery is not on my roster. Mm, see, that's a problem. Never soundly go to sleep on waivers night. Stay up till 1.30 like I do. I look, and I see that in the night, at some point, Brandon Ayuk came off of injured reserve, and he was elevated to a healthy active status, which means transactions cannot be completed on my team. So, due to having Brandon Ayuk in my IR slot, I did not get David Montgomery, and David Montgomery remains on Troy's team to this day and carried him to his second championship. Wow. that I didn't even know the details about this until you just explained it. In the dead of night, Brandon Ayuk decided to just single-handedly torpedo your chance at a championship. He did. He did. That is tough. That is tough, but I hope you don't beat yourself up over that because that is like a once-in-a-lifetime once unlucky situation. It, um... It's the it's the kind of thing that uh, that I can only blame NFL.com 
you know what? That's a great fallback if you want to ever avoid responsibility as the commissioner. I mean, that's I've heard. This has that nothing song. to do with my commissioner role, JV. Come on, stop reaching. I know, I know, I know. But this um, is just this is just pain. Yeah, no, I get it. I feel your pain, and let that be a lesson to the the people. Um, be careful who you store in your IR spot, and make sure that they're actually supposed to be injured. Um, I have another couple uh interesting bullet points before we'll go to break and cut to commercial. Um, Mason password concern, or what is it? Mason Mason's I'm, password debacle. Mason's password debacle. Yeah. So I want to know. I have a question. Mason, how did you uh, finally hack it and figure out how to get into your uh, account? Because for those who don't know, Mason was locked out of his account allegedly, or maybe he was just bad at football um, last season. And that was a running complaint. You know, Mason, he likes to kind of uh, complain every now and then. Um, and um, I just think that it, it was a strange situation. Eventually, people became numb to it. And uh, now all of a sudden he's back and he's actually lighting up other teams. And it seems like he's made his way back into the building. So what changed? And I am questioning whether he was actually ever locked out or if he just wanted uh, he wanted to excuse his terrible performance last season. Jamie, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed with this take. I mean, it, it's a it's a tried and true um, narrative that you love to love to attack. But uh, it, it is a little more grim than you than you are uh, letting on here, if, I, if you will. Um, Wow. Mason never found the password to his account. I had to remove Mason as a manager and uh, a new Mason entered the league with a password that Mason knew on a different email account. So um, this is not the Mason you once knew. And he's let you know that um, with this new account, this new, this new mentality, this new aggression. And uh, he, despite taking a loss this week, he has shown fire and fight that he hasn't shown in years. And I am incredibly proud of the work he's done. And I think you need to stop stepping on him while a man's down. Is he down? Cause it sounds like he's on the way up and he was down at the time. Okay. Well, in the power rankings, he is going nowhere, but up. And I, I am glad he's finally kind of keeping his mouth shut and actually playing some football here. Cause he, you know, his team speaks for itself. And, um, I'm so relieved to hear that finally the password situation is resolved because it got a, it got old to be frank. So glad to hear it. And um, that leads me to my other um, interesting nugget here. The clan's African roots. Now the clan is notorious for, um, for, for uh, having a very specific uh, taste for, they look for specific uh, characteristics and players. I've covered this multiple times. And it sounds like uh, maybe there was a slip up in the uh, the old uh, hiring process for this uh, team. And maybe, uh, Quinn, you have more details about this? No, I don't. Um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't even see that. And uh, I think that I think you just made that up, honestly. Really? Yeah, I do. The, the clan, um, the clan's persuasion is uh, only gritty people. It has nothing to do with nationality. Um, hard workers, right? People who show up. Every day, lunch pail in hand, first in, last out, right? We've talked about this. And um, I think that uh, to say anything about the nationality of this team's persuasion, right? The people that they want on this roster are just people who want to work until their legs fall off. Right, right, right. Yeah. And what's Nolan's take on um, all this? What's his take on um, the the alleged... Um, 
African roots of his his team. I this sounds like just a you allegation because a I, me allegation. Yeah, because I don't oh. I don't know where this would come from, and um, I'm not only do I not understand it, I refuse to acknowledge it. Okay, well, um, I also want to address um Jamie's favorite hobby. I don't know what that is. So I don't either. I think that uh, Jamie would have to tell us. Well, my favorite hobby right now has been um, actually, it's been uh, I've been doing a little writing. I've been doing a little cooking today. I cooked a steak, like a big boy, oh. and um, Galen said it was really good. My brother, nice. And that he's he's like the chef in the family. So that was, you know, I'm I'm up to all sorts of things because I'm pretty bored most of the time lately. So sure, sure. I'm kind of in between jobs. So. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk hobbies, I mean, feel free off air. Any of anyone who's listening, I'd love to chat and find out what your hobby is. So that seems like a pretty uh, innocent uh, addition to the iceberg. I thought there was some sort of insidious implication there, but it sounds like people are just curious and they like hobbies. So that's cool. If there is, I don't know it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what I do on the weekend um, with or without my girlfriend is, um, you know, I wouldn't consider that to be a hobby. That's just life. And that's my business. True. Um, Entry door. This is now getting into the depths, and this is what I want to leave this uh, segment with. What is going on with entry door? Because there's oh, been this wait. insidious. Hey, I, I, you're, you're you're cutting out. I, wait, uh, stick it. Uh. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for staying with us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that commercial break. Thank you so much to our sponsors. We need you. We love you, and we appreciate it. Uh, Quinn Anderson, welcome back to the airwaves. Um, I just wanted to give one more plug to our wonderful. Um, we are going to be uh, doing some guerrilla marketing, uh, so feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. We're going to be you don't subscribe a lot of on Instagram, <laughs> Well, subscribe to the podcast feed and continue to listen. And look out for any zany, wacky comments you might hey, uh, encounter. Jamie, did you say that they could do reviews? Oh, uh, heck yeah, they can do reviews. Yeah. There's a great five-star rating system. Um, where you can give us five stars on uh, Spotify. So uh, feel free to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, right now our record is perfect. We have five stars. So let's keep it that way, okay? So if you don't feel like giving us five stars, maybe consider not reviewing us. How it's about true. that? We don't care. Yeah, but we love you guys. And you're the lifeblood of this whole podcast. But if you're not going to give us five stars, we don't care. We, we don't want dead to us. Um, okay, so... Um, any publicity is good publicity. So uh, even if you want to tell us, like, hey, you're annoying. Hey, stop spamming us. Hey, feel just free to say comment. it with five stars. Yeah, say it. Give us five stars, and maybe you'll be a guest on the podcast, and you can express that to us, uh, to our faces. And if you leave anything other than five stars, it might just uh, disappear. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, but again, we really appreciate the audience, especially those listeners who are coming to us from outside of our own little microcosm league. So let's get into something new. I, I mean, I had such a fun time um, getting the, the digging into the iceberg. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Thank you to whoever. I, I'm not even sure who the author was of that, but whoever it is is a genius and a local hero. Thank you very much. Um, let's get into some actual football-related matters uh, real quick that might apply to more than just our, our league. So I think it'll be fun to do a quick little uh, – let's draft these games, these actual NFL games, real quick, rapid fire. I don't want to spend long on any one of them. Let's just hit the the highlights here. Um, which games we think are going to be the best and which might be uh, not as fantasy relevant. So I'm going to start, and I'm clearly picking the Bills at the Ravens. This is going to be a great test. The Bills are angry. They just, I mean, you saw their uh, their coordinator or whoever that was, Ken Dorsey, uh, just lose it in the booth. 
He's not happy. The Bills lost uh, it, due to suspicious circumstances against Tua and the Dolphins, who should have Tua should have been out of that game. He looked concussed to me. Very suspicious circumstances. Um, poor execution on the last play. The Bills are going to stomp the Ravens. The Ravens, they've been great because Lamar, is, uh, has, there's a fire under him. He is playing for big money next season. He's gambling on himself. I think the fantasy-relevant players are all the stars. Gabe Davis, Diggs, um, play everybody. Josh Allen, the running game of the Bills, not relevant. The Ravens, you've got Lamar Jackson. Rashad Bateman's a true wide receiver one. And that's pretty much it. Mark Andrews as well. But like it's it's pretty chalky, and I'm excited to see how this goes because it's two AFC superpowers matching up in a pivotal game. No, I, I totally agree. I think that game will be fun. Um, I mean, just getting to see Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson go off against each other, um, I think that alone is going to be the appeal. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a good choice. Um, I'm going to immediately zag, however, and... Uh, Gonna go check out the Jags versus Eagles. Um, I think this is gonna be really fun, and I think it's kind of a sleeper one. Um, I don't see the need to really care because I'm not gonna watch most of these games anyway. However, um, Eagles Jags is gonna be super cool because Jalen Hurts going up against Trevor Lawrence is gonna be a really, really fun and probably pretty underrated young quarterback battle. Um, Trevor Lawrence kind of had a bit of a coming out party last week, uh, just joined my roster in lieu of Jason, uh, sorry, Jameis for backspasm Winston. And, uh, you know, the Eagles have been fun. Uh, you love talking about the Eagles and I know you have an Eagles related take. If you want to let it out there, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the Eagles. I was dead wrong about them this season. Jalen Hurts can throw the ball. In fact, he's throwing it even more than I expected. Devonta Smith, who I dropped. Might be the next Justin Jefferson because I think, Connor, you got a steal. He's a silky smooth route runner. He's a Heisman winner. I mean, this is great. I, I think it's great for your roster. It's great for him. And there's enough for um, all these receivers to um, eat, including Goddard. I mean, A.J. Brown, Smith. These are all viable starts. Jalen Hurts is running as well. Um, Miles Sanders, I still think, is a great start. Um, and then on the Jags side, Trevor Lawrence. What a great surprise. Like, he's finally coming into his own. Christian Kirk is relevant. Um, I would even start James Robinson is great. I mean, he's the RB1. He picked up right where he left off last season. I mean, this is a fantasy bonanza of a matchup, and I love it. I do think the Eagles are going to roll, though, here, because the Jags, not quite at the same level right now. I I think it'll be competitive. I I really do. I'm excited to see it. These defenses are good, too. Don't sleep on these defenses. It could be a low-scoring game, guys. So um, I'm going to then go ahead and pick flying from the seat of my pants here. I'm interested and intrigued by, ooh, these matchups from here, they're a little messy. So I'm going to go with Dolphins-Bengals, and here's why. I'm not sure Tua's going to play. It's a Thursday night game. I don't usually like Thursday night games. It's a, it's a quick turnaround. But if Tua plays, which I'm hoping will be the case, this will be a big test for these Dolphins because um, I'm not sure he'll be 100%. Tyreek Hill, um, kind of an off game uh also Jalen Waddle I think they the whole offense kind of stunk last last game um it was a weird one they still won somehow these Dolphins are frisky these Dolphins are undefeated I want to see them go against a hungry Bengals team that by the way the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl last season so they're no they're no schmoes right um but they're underperforming Joe Mixon still a great start Joe Burrow still a great start um and then you got T Higgins Tyler Boyd is suddenly relevant, like what? And then we got Jamar Chase, of course. So you've got a ton of great fantasy options and a ton of stars, and it's going to be a fun matchup to watch, I think. Am I missing anything? Chase Edmonds, is he sort of relevant? I, I don't feel comfortable starting him, but... Eh, I mean, I think from a fantasy perspective, it's going to be a pretty mad game. 
I think the Bengals will continue to struggle against the Dolphins defense, which has proved to be pretty pretty solid, honestly, for the most part. And I think that the the matchup is going to entirely depend on whether Tua is healthy and playing, um, as crazy as that sounds. Um, I'm going to just go into the next matchup that I wanted to talk about. Um, I We have to talk about Chiefs-Bucks. Um, this is going to be probably the last time Tom Brady ever faces off about with Patrick Mahomes, you know, the undisputed goat versus the only person who I could argue has a chance to usurp him in any regard, as far as any player that we know of, right. In Patty Mahomes, um, these teams, I mean, while the Buccaneers offense isn't exactly all you'd want to see right now with the injury to Godwin, Mike Evans will be back. Um, Russell Gage looks pretty good. Buccaneers defense is always solid. And then the chiefs getting to see that. I mean, this is a, this is a moment in history. And for that regard, right at, at the five twenty slot on Sunday night, clear the NFL recognizes it as an exciting game. And uh, I agree. Yeah. I'm concerned about this bucks team. I watched them with my cousin who's a Packers fan and it was a hideous watch last week. I get it. They're injured. The bucks though, like Tom Brady's not performing well. Leonard Fournette's not really relevant. You still got to start them both. Right. Um, and then you have who exactly? Godwin's going to be back? I'm not. No, Mike Evans. Mike Evans will be back. Godwin still, I don't think he's going to be back. Mike Evans should be fine. And then besides that, I don't know who you're starting. Um, and then we got on the Chiefs, um, you have, of course, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. But then who else? Like Clyde edwards is okay, I guess. But not a whole lot of juice here. Um, and I think that the Chiefs are going to completely stomp the Bucks, and it's going to be a sad display because I, the Chiefs lost. I'm actually going to come out on a, on a limb here, and I'm going to say Jarek McKinnon is a low-end flex play, um, and he's definitely available on the waiver wire right now. Um, he and Clyde have almost identical – they've almost got equal snaps. Clyde having the points he does is honestly lucky at this point. There's really no other way about it. Um, if you have Clyde, I'd be selling immediately to whoever's buying. Um, and I would just expect Jarek McKinnon to have a nice little role in this matchup. All right, moving right along here. Um, the Rams-Niners is my next pick. I forgot to scroll down. <laughs> now that I see that, it's a clearly the next pick for me. It's clearly the next best game. Um, these Rams don't look right. Um, Matt Stafford is not fantasy relevant right now. Foster actually dropped him, which I think is really interesting for those QB needy um, teams. Um, I think he'll definitely do better in the next half of the season. Um, at Cooper Cup, you know who he is, right? Um, Allen Robinson, very disappointing. I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him necessarily as more than just a flex at best. Uh, the Niners, we got Debo, right? You got Jimmy G, who's not really a starting worthy quarterback, but if you need a quarterback, I guess. And then you have um, Ayuk, who I think is a fine flex, I guess. And then Kittle, of course. Um, so there's a lot of fantasy goodness, a lot of implications here in the NFC uh, West. And I am excited to see what happens. I get the sense that the Rams might lose here because the Niners are angry after a humiliating loss at the hand of the Broncos, the Broncos. Um, so I think especially it's at, on their home turf. Yeah. I'm excited to see the Niners probably win this. I think the Niners have Super Bowl aspirations. You know, the only thing that um, I really want to follow up there is the Matt Stafford thing. Um, Matt Stafford was dropped this week. And to my knowledge, this is the first time in our league's history that a keeper was dropped to the waiver wire. I think it's a smart move. Honestly, I think Matt Stafford, you're right. Foster, he hasn't been performing for you. You're sticking with Derek Carr. Fine, get that flotsam off your roster and pick up somebody off the waiver. Yeah, but that flotsam was somebody that he chose of other players on his roster to come with him into this season. 
that that's a monumental failure on the judgment of that manager. There's no point in going back and beating yourself up over stuff like that, though. I'm speaking from experience, so don't listen to the haters. Just do your thing. Get a win. I think you have a chance of getting one this week, Foster. Uh, you know I care about you. And um, I'm always looking out for you. Also, no Rams running back is worth starting. Just let's put it that way until they sort their stuff out. Hey, before you abruptly change the subject on me, all I'm saying is it only seeks to prove the point that why keep a quarterback? Why bring a quarterback into the next season? It's not worth it. And it's been proven. Yep, I'd agree with that. Quinn, what's your next pick here? Honestly, I not there are not a ton of games here that I particularly love outside of maybe, I mean, Lions Seahawks, I'm going to go with only because I want to watch the Lions and I want to see um, just quite like how good their offense is, right? I think the Seahawks are an awesome litmus test for what people can do. And I want to see just how far this Jared Goff train is going to roll as uh, we come in. And I want to see Amon Ra absolutely have the number one wide receiver of the week stats on the Seahawks squad. That's just without Jamal Adams, hopeless on defense. With Jamal, hopeless as well. I've seen countless footballs bounce. Okay, off but helmet. you, he was healthy to begin this year and he was playing very, very well before his injury. Eh, whatever. Um, Seahawks are dead to me. Uh, all of the people like Connor, I'm looking at you, who believe in the Gina-led Seahawks are just delusional. The Lions are going to completely destroy the Seahawks and embarrass them. The problem is Lions don't have their starting running back. Swift is out. I I think so. Jamal Williams, get him into your lineup, right? And then Amon Ra, of course, is going to eat. And you have TJ Hawkinson, who I, I don't really trust as a tight end, but I think in this matchup, yeah, you you, you roll him out there. Seahawks-wise, I don't like anyone, really. Lockett, um... And DK, you have to start, but I'm not feeling great about it. But the Lions defense is not that good, so probably will be fine. And Penny, I think he'll be fine too, I guess, is like a low-end RB2. But other than that, like even Jared Goff, he's probably a fine flyer. Um, But other than that, I'm expecting the Lions to roll, and it's going to be not very close. Um, I, I hope that the Seahawks lose because the Lions look amazing, and they did, they deserve every win that they can get their hands on. All right, Jamie, before we uh, before we continue... Honestly, the rest of these games don't even find that interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a direct at to a lot of you guys. What I want you to do is I want you to give me quick hitters. If I find anything reasonably notable to respond to, I'll go. Ride, Jamie. All right, here we go. Browns, Falcons. I mean, uh, I'd say Chubb is like one of the best running backs in the in the league right now. So obviously starting him. Uh, I'm gonna stop saying obvious stuff. Amari Cooper, start him. I don't know why he's doing so well, but it that clearly he's performing. Uh, Falcons wise, you got to start Pitts. Definitely start Drake London. He's a, a good wide receiver, and um, I'd say Cordero Patterson. Like, great. I hope he continues his success. Um, Chargers wise, they're a mess right now. I don't believe Herbert's healthy, even if he does play. So downgrade everybody pretty much. Uh, Texans. Um, I think that Damian Pierce is grabbing control of this job. I think he's at least a flex moving forward, if not I, more. I'm worried about him in this matchup, personally. Um, the Chargers' defensive line, in general, is dominant and loaded. And I would, I'm would i a little trepidatious starting him in anything other than a flex, unless you have, like, if you, unless you have to. And in my case, I have to, so I'll be starting him. But I for anyone else... I think the Chargers are going to be so bad, it won't matter. They're going to cough up the ball, and Damian will get his chances. Um, and cooks is obviously like a start wide receiver too. Um, he's the only option in that offense. Bears look hideous. Montgomery's out, but Herbert is a better back. So play Herbert confidently. Um, Troy 
And I think that other than that, Mooney, you need to sit him. In fact, just sit him on your bench because he is not relevant right now. And other than that, like there's no one on the Bears roster I like. Hey, Troy, don't play Khalil Herbert, right? I, I need this matchup to go my way. So go ahead and leave uh, David Montgomery in the lineup and we can move forward. He might. I mean, he started uh, Julio Jones last week, so I'm seriously worried about Troy. Um, Giants-wise, they looked awful. I watched them play. I don't trust anybody. Shepard is out, so who are they going to throw the ball to? Saquon is the only person that matters in this offense. And um, let's go to the Titans. Uh, I think that there's... I don't think Traylon Burks is worth starting, Quinn. I'm going to just say that right now. Until he gets more work, I don't know what's going on with this this team. Robert Woods, I guess, like, I don't know, a low-end nah. flex? nah. I, I don't think you start any Titans wide receiver no, this week. It's a bad situation. Um, And R- Tannehill is rightfully being benched by Charlie, I hope. Yeah, Colts, Titans-Colts is historically a, a messy matchup. Um, I think the only player that I would be particularly interested in starting right now is Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, it's sad, but true. Colts-wise, you know who it is. Um, And it's just Pittman and Taylor. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And I do think that if I'm going to pick these few games, the Browns are going to beat the Falcons, duh. The Texans are going to win against the Chargers, who are not right. Um, the Bears are going to beat the Giants because Herbert's a beast. And I think that the Titans will get it done against the Colts because the Colts look really bad right now. Okay, Commanders, Wentz is going to struggle against the Cowboys. So downgrade everybody. But you're playing, you're still playing um, Terry for sure. Uh, and Gibson until he loses his job to Robinson which hopefully won't happen because I like Gibson. But yeah, who knows? How I'd that's say you're go. flexing Curtis Samuel still. Okay. And then Cowboys wise, they're sneaky good because they have a good defense. So the Cowboys are going to win this and Lamb is still relevant. I love that Evan held on to him um, because I think that it's only going to get better. Dak benched is him. Back. Do, you, do you think you should start him? Definitely start him. Yes. From now on, start him. I don't know why he got benched. He's still the number one in this offense and it's only going to get better. And uh, he's getting the targets. And other than that, I like Pollard as a flex. I don't like Zeke. I think Zeke needs to be, I think he needs to be benched. Honestly, you might not have a better option, but Pollard is the better back and they're literally splitting time. So uh, yeah, that's where I stand on that. I think the Cowboys will win against the Commanders. Next up, Cardinals, Panthers. I think Cardinals are going to win, but it's going to be ugly. Panthers are hideous on offense. I know I've said that about a bunch of teams, but um baker cannot get it done and make anyone fantasy relevant dj moore is a bench baker is a notice. net negative to this offense it's yeah. it's statistically proven it's it's bad we're at the point where we're calling for daddy darnold to come back and say this cmc that's so sad and true cmc is definitely a start cardinals wise james connor should bounce back and marquise brown is great obviously and then i would even go so far as to say like oh, greg dorch on waivers is actually kind of sneaky productive and that if you have to play somebody, that's who it is. But otherwise, it's tough to say who to start in the Cardinals offense, except Zach Ertz is good. And then I think the Cardinals win. Broncos, Raiders, this is a good game, I think. And I think that the Raiders will finally get their first win because the Broncos have been winning with defense. And I don't think that's always going to work, especially with an angry 0-3 Raiders team. Raiders, you know who you're starting here. Not Derek Carr, unless you have to. Uh, Foster, unfortunately. And then um, Josh Jacobs, I think, is a low-end RB2. It's not that exciting. You can do better, probably, unless you can't. And then, um, yeah, it's the big three, Waller and um, Adams as well. And Renfro, I think, is maybe a bench until further notice. Like, I don't know. I I think he's a flex at best right now in this offense. And then the Broncos, Russ is looking weird to me, so I don't even know if I'd start Russ, but you probably have to. 
Um, no, you don't because you're Charlie and you have three quarterbacks for some reason. But um, yeah, I guess I'd, I'd feel fine starting him against the Raiders. Um, and you're playing Sutton and Judy is still, I think, a little injured. I'm not sure. I'd be more I, apprehensive I would, about I'd Judy. wait until I see it. Yeah, I'd be more apprehensive about him. And and you're playing, you're not playing Gordon. Bench Gordon, that was fluky, that touchdown. Should have gone to Javante. Um, so that's where I stand. Raiders will win this one. And then I think the last game of the uh the slate, there's two more actually. Patriots, Packers. I think the Packers will win this easily because Mac Jones is not going to play this game. He's he's hurt. Um, so downgrade everyone in the Patriots offense. They're just gonna run, run, run. That's it. So Damien Harris, I guess start as like a flex. And then um Ramondre Stevenson, I would I guess start as a flex. Besides from that, I don't know who to trust in this offense. Devontae Parker, I don't buy it. Um, I don't know what is going on with Jacoby Myers. Um, I buy Devontae Parker until Myers gets back, though. Okay, maybe, maybe. But even then, the targets just aren't there. And who's going to throw? Brian Hoyer. like, And then Packers, um, everyone's going to bounce back from a weird game last week. So Aaron Jones will be good. A.J. Dillon will be good. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers will be good. Um, and they're going to beat up on a team that's reeling from the loss of their quarterback. So... Uh, you got um, oh Romeo Dobbs breakout. Uh, I think it's time to start him honestly and confidently moving forward. So that's that's my hot take, I guess. Not yeah, good luck telling about the Chesley. Yeah, I'm surprised. I well, he might just have better options on the roster, but and then last game, Jets versus Steelers. Steelers obviously going to win this one in convincing fashion because Zach Wilson is back, and I think that's a downgrade for this offense. Sorry, Ian. Um, Jets. R.I.P. Tyler would... Conklin. Hmm. I said oh, rest no. in peace. Yeah, that's I don't know. I, I think hopefully the talent will carry over in the, the volume, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay. I, I'm laughing even okay. saying that out loud. OK, um, but the Jets, I don't know who you start, really. Um, I, I think no one. I mean, honestly, I guess Garrett Wilson, because he's the breakout candidate. He's their uh, wide receiver of the future. But I don't like anyone in this really against the Steelers. Brees Hall, I guess, is like a flex. Michael Carter bench him. Um, definitely don't play Elijah Moore or Corey Davis. Wait, wait, wait. you're telling the guy who just traded uh, Chris Olave, right? Um, for Michael Carter, Mister Breakout Olave, to bench Michael Carter? Yes, I think that was a dumb trade. I hate Michael Carter. Well, maybe, uh, maybe the league better get on that to save uh, Caleb's butt yet again from a well, dumb trade. Well, to be honest, he shouldn't have gotten away with the murder he got away with already. And I know I shouldn't have used the M word on the air, but <laughs> uh, yeah, especially after what happened to our first editor. That's right. That's <laughs> right. No one ever found him. Um, the Steelers, uh, I think that it is almost picket time, but in the meantime, no one is really going to be reaching their ceiling, their full potential. Got to start Johnson. Um, and then Harris, you got to start, but the ceiling won't be there quite yet. Um, Pickens is an intriguing uh, bench stash for sure. Other than that, I don't think there's much to say about any more of these teams and we just got through that in record time um so let's get to the fun stuff shall we to close out the pod that was fun too there's just some matchups that are not so fun yeah this week not so fun you have to be an absolute sadist to watch Steelers versus Jets I'm sorry Ian and Foster but it's true Uh, that team is those teams are both rough yeah it's it's okay not every week's gonna have a bunch of bangers but no this is kind of a quiet week so just start your guys and trust your gut and don't overthink it like I did last week. Okay, let's get into some mailbag here because I know we have a lot. I know I have one for sure, but let's get let's get to mine first so I don't forget it. Sure. I've forgotten one in the past. Okay, I received a private message from um the Shadow Pod. So that uh, this is this was a shock to receive a private message from the Shadow Pod. Um, 
This has been said before, but Butt Fumble doesn't get enough credit for his historic 2018 Super Bowl run that was topped off with him spreading the cheeks of an up-and-coming DeBears team. If it wasn't for, quote, the accident, we could have witnessed the beginning of a dynasty crying emoji. The biggest what-if doghouse rules has ever seen. Um, so again, Quinn, my take on this is this is before my time. Um, I, I just have trouble believing that Ian was relevant in this league. Um, so tell me more about this, the land before time here. So I um I, I think that uh the key to know is that uh this is an era of football, fantasy football, where we were lost in the dark. Like a lot of our viewers, honestly, who um, you know, before they got here and were enlightened by our knowledge and our um generosity in sharing that. We, we were just like all of you. We had no idea. We didn't know what a waiver wire was. We didn't know what a handcuff was. We were just out here with two kickers on our roster, and that's all it took. However, um, I don't find that as interesting as the uh, comment about the accident. I find that rather ominous. I would like to know who's responsible, and uh, I find myself even more scared of this Shadow Pod character because... Uh, my sources are saying that the most likely candidate is you, uh, Hand of the King, and uh, I. It makes me. It makes me wonder what you know, and uh, I, I'm frankly terrified. Wow! So you're saying that in my evil scheme, I'm not making any accusations here. Okay, I'm I, just I understood. Understood. You're alleging that you're you're floating the idea out there that maybe I sent a message to myself in Discord titled "The Shadow Pod." And um, I'm living a secret double life um, as this insidious, shady character. While I'm also serving say. you faithfully as hand to the king. That's just what my birds are saying. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Wow. That's what I'm hearing though. Okay. Well, this is uh, this is creating some tension between us. I can feel it. It's palpable. And um, the shadow pod. I, I guarantee you. And you might not believe me, but it's very real. It's a very serious presence in our league. And occasionally they make some really intriguing points they seem to really like to stir the pot and they like to they thrive in chaos i'd say so don't i i'd encourage you to tread lightly here because who knows what the what the shadow pod will come up with next and who they might come after so hmm. let's just leave it there for now sure um i've got a lot um i i put out the call to a lot of the a lot of the viewers out there and i've got a lot of anonymous mailbags uh, a couple named ones, but um, mostly just uh, innocuous messages. And I'm going to start off with this one. This is an anonymous message I received over Discord. Um, quote, I don't think Jim with Flacco for president knows the NFL as well as I do. He better hope he doesn't run into me in Little Man playoffs because nothing's stopping me from getting that fucking Happy Meal. That is, if he makes Little Man playoffs. Wow. Wow. This sounds like this sounds like somebody I've heard this this cadence before and it sounds like this person has basically created a word doc that has the same exact um words in it and they insert name here and um they just like to kind of spray and and go after anyone with a pulse. Well, actually Jamie, um not just anyone with a pulse. Uh, this is very pointed. Um this is a, this is an attack at Jim. Who is Jim? Jim is the manager of Flacco for president's father. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. So this is, this is news. This is interesting now because I'm not sure why anyone would be going after uh, Jim 
who is not even a member of our league. Well, J- hey, look, Jamie, I'll have to tell you is there's whispers. There's um there's whispers out there that uh, that Jim with lack of a president. Th- I think that this is referring to a rumor that one of my my birds told me, right? That uh that Jim is uh the actual variable in the difference between lack of a president's season this year as opposed to years past and that Jim is the true mastermind behind uh, behind some of these moves, and uh, I find that interesting because if you go on the page, you'll see that uh, that you know the team's managed by Mason, and I think we can confirm that, right? Yep, yep, confirmed. Okay, okay. Um, it, I, this doesn't feel like a Joe situation to me, but um, that being said, uh, maybe Jim is uh, an, operating on some sort of anonymous moniker that came with this. Uh, this new Mason that's shown up after, uh, you know, the old Mason quote couldn't get into his account. Mm, I think there is definitely credence to this theory because it's almost like an anti-Joe situation, right? The emergence right. of the rise of Jim um, actually has catapulted this roster and this team suddenly that was floundering and uh, locked out of their own building um, up to the top of the power rankings. And I've I've certainly raised an eyebrow. So he, Jim might be the X factor to this roster, and and you know, worse still, he might be the actual mastermind, like you said. Look, Mason look, look, look. There's maybe no off in, in, in Ibiza somewhere, for all we know. Look, all I'm, all I'm doing is, you know, just, just you know, keeping, um, making sure that all the information's on the table here, you know? I'm just, I, I'm not saying that Mason is Jim, but I think Anonymous is saying that. I think it's a great point by Anonymous, and it, it, it'll be something we'll continue to monitor throughout the season. Sure, okay. sure. Anything else? Uh, nope. I uh, think it's time to get on to the next one. All right. Uh, we have a uh, mail-in from Connor uh, of the local idiots. Uh, Connor, howdy. Um, quote, fuck Ian. That's all. Um, pretty to the point. Um, straightforward. Um, and Any instant reactions, Mr. Jamie? Yeah, my reaction is why? Why? I think it, it shows. Um, I think his youth is showing once again. Um let me get this straight though. Ian was his opponent in week three, correct? And he squeaked out a a victory. In week or... three, uh, I'll I'll, I'll cross reference that. Okay, yeah. Please get on that because if you're coming after a, a an op- opponent and you're you won the game, and then you want to go ahead and um hurl expletives at them, that's that's poor sportsmanship. And I just think the negativity. I I just wonder the reasoning behind this um this remark by Connor. I, I just seems out of character. He seems like a bit of a a volatile character in our league. Uh, I think you're right. Um, and yeah. for the record, they did face off in week two, and uh, Connor did get the better of him in that matchup. So this is kind of a uh, you know Connor's looking down at Ian kind of situation, and maybe Ian needs to pay attention to that. Was there some sort of run in I didn't know about in the Discord or something? There's something here that we're just not getting. It's just too concise, Connor. That your comment. It just I need more elaboration. We'll find out. Yeah, we will. All right. Um, another anonymous mail-in from, uh, you know, anonymous. Zach Coaches may get canceled this week for how hard he's going to fuck Chesley in their week four matchup. Coaches, a.k.a. Slim Thick, has awoken these past two weeks, and Chesley will come back a broken man after his appointment with Deshaun's massage parlor. Jamie, instant thoughts. There's so many problems with that. Um, I don't know where to begin. First of all, it's styling yourself, Mr. Slim Thick, or mm-hmm. whatever. 
I just I think first of all you don't give yourself a nickname. People decide your uh, nickname. No, for no, you. no. This is a, this is an anonymous. This isn't from Zach. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why my I don't know why my mind went there. Uh, I also think it's it, it's interesting. Anonymous um, is threatening. Uh, the the massage parlor has now become a threat. Like come into the massage parlor and we're gonna basically f you up. I think that's in very poor taste. I think that's leaning into the the kind of issues that have plagued a coach's team name from the beginning. You know, I find that rich considering you own Deshaun Watson, but I digress. Well, I've, I've made my stance on that clear. He's on, he's in timeout on my bench. Until uh, yeah, that's not what I heard. I heard whispers that uh, he might make it into the roster now that uh, Trey Lance has gotten hurt. This is, this has nothing to do with this comment here. And it was a I, crude, comment, it... <laughs> crude comment, unprovoked seemingly and yeah no i felt i felt i felt dirty speaking it honestly it was it was gross it was gross and you know what chesley is in a new zen state this season he's humble he's he's a he's not gonna fall yeah, his, for this his humble of, act right or is it an act exactly there's whispers that it might be an act but i i tend to believe that he's truly a, at peace with himself and his team and i don't think he's gonna fall privy to this kind of verbal assault so let's see the results yes deshaun's massage parlor has um gotten hot but you know what let's stay classy and let's see if they can continue this success all right i have a mailbag from the shadow pod oh wow anyone ever notice that jamie always shit talks his players that are uh you know that uh, he wants to talk about the podcast and then he goes and picks them up off of waiver wire jeff wilson acting like he's nothing next thing you know he's on the team carson wentz is jamie using his influence on the pod for his own personal gain again steering people away from good picks so that way he can get that all to himself wow wow and here i thought the shadow pod was you but uh to me this is this would be really contradictory or maybe that's your point entirely jamie i I do have to agree, though. I mean, you did talk awfully bad about Jeff Wilson immediately. Next week, he's on your roster. Carson Wentz. I mean, you're acting like he's nothing, but uh, is, he's definitely owned by you. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Yeah. This week, I said it before. I'll say it again. I overthought the crap out of every decision on my roster. Carson Wentz was a huge mistake, um, <laughs> as I should have known when I read the name Carson Wentz on the waiver wire. And uh, my, my thinking was to play defense against Quinn. I was doing some gamesmanship for sure. And I'm realizing the more that we're on the airwaves, Quinn, the more articles I write, the more I feel my life force dripping away and draining away. And the more I feel like the league is kind of hyena-like pouncing on my um, this information and using it against me. So you know what? Excuse me. Um, you don't have to listen to what I say. I'm wrong occasionally. Quinn's wrong occasionally. That's what being human is. And mistakes have been made. Like the hands debacle. Exactly. And I, I think that it's on you what sources you listen to, and you got to use your own brain to make decisions for sure. yourself. All we can do is lead you to water. We can't make you drink. So. Um, Jamie, I have one question. Um, yeah. This, this energy force, this life force you're talking about, um, does it also make the people who take it in choke in the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, well, the energy force that courses through my veins is actually the same energy that leads to chaotic 1 a.m. decisions that end up ruining uh, championship hopes. So it's a it's a blessing and a curse. It's like a, a regular season blessing and then a postseason curse. So honestly, you don't even want – half the time I should tune myself out because like most people in fantasy, 
I can be wrong, and it's a unpredictable sport. So you're just gonna take that on the chin. Yeah, yeah. I I I think I make terrible decisions in fantasy sometimes. Oh I really do. So there, or or am I saying that <laughs> to get people to stop listening to me? So that I um I'm I'm basically gigabranding myself at this point. I'm hopelessly confused. Uh, <laughs> by, by by my by this comment, I would say this is this has shaken me to my core. Truly, Shadow Pod, you've you've cut me deep, and I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna recover from this one, really, I, unless um, this has been my plan all along. I, I think uh, I think we've gotten to a dark place, um, and I think it's time to uh, come out of that. And uh, we've got an anonymous mail in. This one's uh this one's this one's great. It's gonna really warm your heart. Um, just uh, we want your thoughts on uh, who's gonna be the cutest quarterback this year. Who's gonna win that award? Cutest quarterback. I like that. Yeah, the cutest. Uh, I think that the cutest quarterback for me. I'm really into. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is kind of cute, and mm. here's why. I think it's cute that he's like talking up his guys. I think he's it's cute like the swagger he has right now. Keep in mind, when he entered the league, people were burying him. People thought he was just going to be a backup forever. And I think he's he's like a great underdog story. And I love his little soul patch and his earrings. And I think the way he plays is really cute. It's like cheeky almost. It's like, oh, you think I can't throw like Josh Allen? Watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a year two leap just like Josh Allen. Year three leap, whatever it was. And I'm going to be an elite quarterback. And I think that's pretty cute. What, who's your cute quarterback? Um, I think that uh, I, th- I think that this year, I think Deshaun jo- Deshaun Watson has the opportunity to rub you the right way, Jamie. Ew, ew. <laughs> That's not even an answer to the question. I say, who is your cute quarterback? I'm just and then kidding. you say, I'm just kidding. You, you come after kidding. me for owning Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Okay, who's your real cute quarterback? <laughs> um, I mean, come on. Um, Taysom Hill. Oh God, these are okay. Next. You're not taking the question seriously. I I put a lot of thought into my answer. All I'm saying is I think Taysom Hill probably agrees that uh, Jalen Hurts is cute, as uh, as as referenced before on this podcast. Oh um, boy, I've got a mail in from Caleb. <laughs> um, I'd like to propose a special punishment just for when Ian gets last place. I think he should have to wear a caveman costume, stand on the highway, and grunt at cars as they go by. This cave-dwelling troglodyte needs to learn that the times have changed wow that's wow i mean that's that's some heat coming from caleb directed at ian it seems like ian is just rubbing people the wrong way or he seems like almost the low-hanging fruit like the laughing stock of our league right now the power rankings concur with this unfortunately so ian i hope this lights a fire under you i don't think he's in danger of pancakes being consumed in large quantities come uh january but I think it would be a great image, and I am enjoying it. I will say that. I'm not opposed. Cool. Jamie, you think we've got time for one more? I think we do. Sneak it in there. All right. Last one for this episode. We have uh, one more anonymous mailbag. Connor, truly the most misunderstood manager in the league. While most of you laugh at him and his team's transactions, this man is likely orchestrating his next fourth-dimensional big brain move that, again, no one will understand until it's too late. Connor, I'd like to say from behind this anonymous message that I see you. And while most of the league is playing checkers, you'll continue to play chess. Once that little man happy meal is in your clutches, maybe then they'll finally understand you. Damn. Wow. 
you know what, Connor, I also respect you. And I think you've made a lot of moves and, and, you know, you bounced back from the cam cam acres debacle nicely and you traded him away smartly for value. You're making all the right moves and that will be reflected in the power rankings. What an absolute sucker punch from downtown though. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with the sucker punches. Um, people seem to get uh, really feisty uh, in these mailbags, but uh, you know what? That's what makes this league great. Quinn, thank you so much for being here as always. And thank you for the listener. And uh, we'll talk to you again next time. Pleasure as always. Thanks, Jamie. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.